Good morning, you guys. Wow, this is Dr. D with the Boom Factor. I just want to give you all a shout-out this Friday morning. A lovely Friday, which usually I title this already. But um, it's, 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 a, it's a lovely day because God always make a way. He is first. And this is the day, no matter what's happening... This is the day that he have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. And with that, I I just want to, at this moment, if you guys can see me, I'm just shaking my head because you're beginning to hear leaders and other individuals uh, saying they part now. Well, I want to rewind. Let's go and rewind this recorder. Okay, now you're concerned about the businesses and you're concerned about the city, right, and the community, right? Well, let's rewind because as of today, all this would not be happening if you just, if the city would have just took initiative and did what they were supposed to do three days ago when they literally seen a police officer murder a man by sitting on his neck or kneeing on his neck. Okay, that it didn't even have to go that way. But um, as the world can see now because of, thank God for videoing now, because this is the very thing that black folks been crying out all these decades. Well, centuries... 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, ever since the time, I'm not going to really say ever since the time of Martin Luther King brought a light to it, but this has been a cry since the day they declared that slavery was no more the emancipation, okay? But as if you go back and read your history books, our story, not what they taught you in school, But when you go back and read the black, the true black history, you will see that even through the emancipation, um, black folks of of dark skin color, bright color, vanilla, mocha, uh, caramel, whatever color you want to try to call us, black folks still wasn't free. Through the segregation, um, matter of fact, the Civil War, if you really want to do your history, the Civil War wasn't about no doggone land and no coffee beans. The Civil War is about the South not letting go of the slaves, period. And that's why if you if you go and if you like movies like I do. Here's some movies for you to go and watch to try to get an inkling understanding on what really went down. The movie Glory with Denzel Washington himself and and, uh, I forgot this other white guy. Uh, I forgot what movie he played in, y'all. But uh, in Glory, the the, the black men, the only reason why they fought the Civil War because they was promised to be free, which did not turn out that way. Go read your history books. So let's rewind. 
So now you got you got Trump. Now he want to put a tweet tweet in because they just read it off the on the TV. He gonna put a tweet in that if the mayor don't take control of his city, he's gonna deport his military action to bring order into the city. And if they start looting, then it's gonna be start shooting. Well, I tell you what, if you start shooting, you gonna be shooting your own kind. Because they had another young lady um, that the newscaster interviewed and stated that the protest was very peaceful. Then all of a sudden, all the riots started happening. And then when you look, you got most white folks out there acting a fool and starting the fires, right? Okay, so if you really want to understand that situation, go watch The Purge which they call itself trying to purge out the evenness and allowing the, the the lawbreakers and the murderers and all these individuals that did not really have a good mental, I'll just say a good mental state for mankind. So they call itself trying to do an experiment and purge out the system, the city. And what happened? Black folks, period. We don't, if you really think about black folks, we really don't want no trouble. Like they had a young boy sing my my daughter. Uh, let me uh, saw some of her tweets. And one part of that I had said it before the little dude even said it, but I didn't even know that's what he was gonna say. Black folks just want to live. We just want to live our life. Just just leave us alone. We we don't want to bother nobody. You know, we do want to move forward. We do want to forget about all of this racism. But you know what? According to the words of Dr. Anderson, we didn't create the word racism. The white folks did to try to identify who was, okay, so we're going to bring these these black folks over here and we're going to call them niggas. All right? And these, they ain't worth nothing. So they in they indoctrinated this into their children from generation to generation to generation. That's why even now, to this generation, to my age generation, you still got people with their mindset, their mindset still have this little this little touch of hate in them, and they act very very weird when they see a black person. Now all just I just did a tweet, and I did say, thank you, white people. Thank you, my white brothers and sisters, for being out there, even though y'all starting all the fires and and, and creating the chaos. But thank you, because no shooting, no death. They said they had one one death, and they're trying to figure out was that part of the protest. And all those policemen out there, y'all know for a fact that that was all black skin. They would have been shooting, dog loose, Tear gas, all kind of foolishness. And this this my opinion, but I'm on and sharing what I'm seeing. And out there, y'all know I'm voicing the truth too. If that was if that was more black people out there, it would have been a mess. But no. Once again, the white privilege is gonna always trump whatever's go whatever's gonna go on and go down. It's like they have a player's card or how you want to call it? Well, a player's card but I'm going to call it a skin card. 
that at the end of all of it, hey, privilege. Now I'm listening on the news today. They was like, oh, the buildings and this and that. Oh, so now y'all worrying about the buildings? Of course, it's sad that communities and stores are being burnt and, and vandalized. My heart goes out to every business, especially if it's a black business. My heart go out to them because they're still suffering from this COVID-19 shutdown that's economically just crushing our communities anyway. But let's, let's go back and rewind. Let's rewind almost 50 years ago, okay, when the white folks, they didn't even inform us they was coming to burn up the people's houses and burn up their business. They just came through it and just started fires. They burnt up a whole community, okay? Did they help them black folks rebuild? Hell no. Did they sympathize with them black folks back then? No. So what's going on? The the white folks that's thinking like this, that's creating all this havoc, like the police officer, they started they named them. Earlier, I saw it was in the middle of the night, though. But they named all the officers now, and they they say, oh, they fired them. The people don't want fire. We want a charge. They are murderers, and they need to go and bring their bus, put their bus in jail, and they need the death penalty. You take a life, you give your life. Now, if you want to stand on the word of God, that's what the word of God says. Well... Old Testament. Oh, my daughter's over here, y'all. She in the back. I didn't know she was up. <laughs> yeah, thou should not kill purposely. But they killed. They killed. So they should charge them. They should be arrested. And that's why all this is going on. They just want justice. But now they, they even put the, the riot and the protest... They're not even focused on why all this is happening now. Now, when they first asked the president, what do you think? Only thing he can say is, oh, it's a bad thing. It's a bad thing. And he's going to let the mayor and the FBI investigate the situation. Well, it's nothing to investigate when you can look right at the at the video. Now he done called the, the mayor Weeglins and he need to take control of the city or he's gonna uh, since it's starting to looting, he's gonna send a National Guard and they're gonna start shooting. Okay, so, hmm, you're the president. Why are you making a comment like that when you could have just made a comment and say, you know what, I saw the video and we need to stop this. And if I have to give the executive order to arrest this this police, see that's what the community, the, the black community want. Who is gonna start taking a stand in positions like that and make this correction, this mind correction? Cause that's all it is. No, nobody's not gonna step in. Why? It's too much at stake jobs, money, influence, power, and I believe the father is shaking all this up and say, okay, 
you're still not getting what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to save y'all life because I'm really about to return and come get those that are really true and pure at heart. And I'm, I'm, I'm shaking up the whole world to get people attention. And everybody's still on themselves. Where most people are still on on themselves. So that's where I'm at with that. I'm not pleased with it. And um we just definitely have to pray. Keep your family covered. Psalms ninety one I always share with you guys. Apply the blood of Jesus over you and your family, over your household, your Finally, because this is just the beginning again. It's just the beginning. A change have to come. And yes, all life, all lives matters. But the highest stakes right now is black lives. Because just now, they arrested the black reporter, <laughs> not knowing that he got a whole team with him, Right? So they pulled him away, and I guess they say, well, you know what? We better just go ahead and arrest all of them so it won't look bad like we recently um, picked him to arrest. No, they know exactly what they're doing. And, like, the other commentary stayed on there and said, well, the police say that they asked him to move, and they didn't move, and they forgot the camera was still rolling. See, see how idiotic the individual's feel like because they have power and position and they can do and say whatever they want and keep forgetting that, hey, you know what? Cameras are rolling. Cameras are rolling. That's why anything start happening to me or whatever, I'll put that recorder on in a second. Or I'm going to start recording. I don't care who it is. Because you're not going to get me caught up. I'm going to have the camera to do something. So, we're going to see how this play out. I just pray that they arrest this man and file charges on him. Because if not, it's, it's these people, our community going to go really, really, like, I have a lot to see. about strategies, how the black community can really impact. But if everybody's not on unity, on a board with it, it is not going to be strong and it's not going to be strength. Um, a statement is being made. But we have other people coming in. There's other nationalities that are starting the riots, that are starting this violence issue, okay? So, this is very, very heartbreaking, I'm telling you, for the family of Greg Floyd. So, I will speak on this later. I'm going to get up and go give me some coffee. God bless y'all. Dr. D, much love to all of you guys. Y'all be safe out there. Remember, COVID-19 is still running rapidly. So take care of yourself and your family, okay?
may deserve to be shot. Well, calling people thugs and calling on people to get shot is stems from the same sort of attitude that resulted in the death of George Floyd. The, the tough guy, macho man, I'm going to make you do what I want you to do attitude uh, is the heart of the problem. And we need the, the president and everybody else who thinks that you can get to a better place through threats of violence to stop it. Uh, I think you know, violence begets violence, and Trump's angry words just feed uh, an ugly cycle that is going on in my beloved city, which I'm so proud of, but I'm just painting for now. Look, here's what I say to the people who are protesting. You have made your point. Do not let people who want to burn or break things distort the message of justice for George. The fact is, he deserves to have his case heard. Justice needs to come forward. But we can't, we, now the conversation is, has shifted to, you know, what has happened in the streets as opposed to what's going to happen to these officers who so horrifyingly, uh, you know, treated him uh, on the corner of Chicago and 38th. So we need to refocus our attention on what really matters and we need to ignore the calls of, of people like uh, Donald Trump and we need to really start to so Mr. put our city, our great city back in, back in, back the way it was uh, and try to be in a better place so Mr. Attorney, than ever before. So Mr. Attorney General, on, on that subject, getting to a better place and justice for George Floyd, what does justice look like in your view? Well, look, um, when you are in the business of prosecution and investigation, prejudging what you're going to do before you have facts is not a good idea because we do have a, 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 a Sixth Amendment right to a fair trial. I don't want a defense attorney to get up and say, oh, they all were against my client from the beginning. That's not true. But we have all seen the videotape. It's deeply disturbing. It looks very, very uh, much like uh, George Floyd was abused and mistreated. And it looks like that knee on the neck uh, may well uh, have caused his death. That is, uh, those facts are in front of our eyes in the whole world at this point. I think we need to move forward uh, in an expeditious but thorough way to complete whatever investigation is needed and to bring charges if warranted. Now, of course, I have my own opinion about whether those charges are warranted. I clearly do. But I'm not going to start announcing those things in order to prejudice an investigation and hand the other side uh, a, a, uh, a defense. So I'm, I'm going to just say we're going to follow the evidence, and I think this case needs to be moving forward in the most expeditious right, manner. That's the what thing. The, you know, the protesters are calling for charges. If charges are warranted, there is no reason that we should stop uh, and, and halt uh, and, 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 and not move forward with that. Uh, so th those are my views on Mr. this topic. Mr. Ellison? Mr. Ellison? Yes. I think everybody wants to make sure that justice is done here. And I think part of the problem is if it was a normal citizen who was seen on tape doing what this police officer was doing, we keep hearing about you can arrest people on probable cause. Can you help us all understand right. why this police officer, and, the, and then the video from the other side, Mr. Ellison, where you see two other officers 
holding Mr. Floyd down while he's while he's begging and pleading for his life. Why haven't these men been arrested and, and the investigation continue? It happens all of the time when you see somebody that looks like they committed a crime and we're all watching. That's what's so, that's why there's so much pain and there's so much anger in your city today. You have to help us understand. Ma'am, I'm very well aware why there's pain and anger in my city. I lived here. I've lived my whole adult life here. My, I've raised my four kids here. I've represented this district in Congress. I know about my city, okay? But I will tell you the, that it is true that probable cause can support a criminal complaint and the jurisdiction that has primary responsibility for charging has decided up until this moment not to do so. The Minnesota Attorney General's office is not legally authorized to charge unless and until the case is referred to us, at which time we will handle the case according to law in an expeditious and thorough manner in accordance with justice. That's what we will do. But you're misunderstanding. You're misunderstanding attorney... my question. You're misunderstanding my question. I'm not asking about the attorney general's office. I'm asking, as someone who understands the law, why these police officers haven't been charged. I'm not saying. I'm not trying to tell you why May there's pain and anger in your city. I, know I you love the city. Yes, please. May I answer? Yes, please. May I answer, please? The answer is, the authority for making the charge decision has not done so. That is the answer. Have, do they have good reasons? I assume so. That's the answer. All right, Attorney General Keith Ellison, we'll have to leave it there. Of course, there's more to discuss. Thank you for your time. Oh, well, that, that, that's, the, that's the whole point. That's the whole point about the whole situation. March 11th was a crazy day. Okay. That is the last day that we shot an episode of the television show in the studio a number of us thought something huge is going to change this week and the funniest thing is it all happened that day you're waking up to a new normal today fast-moving developments in this coronavirus emergency this crisis is growing intensely we are in the middle of a pandemic um, we just had to confirm coronavirus we found out shortly before the show that there was one positive case of coronavirus in our office and then one positive case of coronavirus in the studio side of our building. Mike was running the rewrite at that point. And so I messaged Kristen. Don't panic. We got to move this along. Can you let Mike know? I took a second like George Bush. <laughs> I honestly was like, okay, how am I going to handle this? We put it out to people, if you want to stay, stay. If you don't want to stay, please go. And people did. And it was right before we taped. We found out from Allison. She came to us as though she was going to fire us. <laughs> she was like, I have something to talk to you guys about. And Mike and I like kind of backed up like wounded animals. Like, what did we do? Because we only recently got the position of head writers. And we were like, all right, it's not working. She's going to fire us. And then she told that she broke the news that we would have no audience. And we were like, okay. We have wonderful staff members providing all the laughter. So they're going to be working very hard. We wanted to do the responsible thing and not have an audience. Okay, we have some people, but they work for us and they are six feet apart as recommended by the CDC and also because they hate each other. <laughs> of course, Sam reads the script before she, she does a show, but she...
President Trump tweeted about the city's riots. I can't stand back and watch this happen to a great American city, Minneapolis. A total lack of leadership. Either the very weak, radical left mayor, Jacob Fry, get his act together and bring the city under control, or I will send in the National Guard and get the job done right. Well, Mayor Fry responded to that overnight uh, while addressing the situation. Weakness is refusing to take responsibility for your own actions. Weakness is pointing your finger at somebody else during a time of crisis. Donald Trump knows nothing about the strength of Minneapolis. President Trump also tweeted, these thugs are dishonoring the memory of George Floyd, and I won't let that happen. Just spoke to Governor Tim Walz, told him that the military is with him all the way. Any difficulty, and we will assume control. But when the looting starts, the shooting starts, he wrote. Once that tweet started trending, Twitter applied a filter to obscure the tweet. Readers would have to click to view. It wouldn't just appear automatically. Twitter said the tweet violates its rules technically about glorifying violence, which is why they hit it. Hmm. Wow. Tonight. Jeremiah Ellison. He's a member of the Minneapolis City Council. Councilman Ellison, good morning to you. I want to get to those protests in just a second, but at the heart of those protests, the rage is about the fact that no one has been arrested in this case. The mayor has basically called it a murder and is asking why that hasn't happened. A lot of people obviously have seen the tape of what happened. But here's what the county attorney said. He said, and this is Mike Freeman, he said uh, that there is other evidence that does not support a criminal charge. What? Are you privy to what that other evidence may be? No, I think the statement's vague. Uh, I wish the oh. district attorney would be more specific, and more importantly, I wish the district attorney uh, would watch the tape, uh, see what's evident on the tape as far as the fact that uh, four officers murdered um, uh, 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 Mr. Floyd and, uh, and make the arrest. Well, absent, absent the charges, council member, um, how do you calm a city? You know, I think that we had a great opportunity on the first night to uh, respond differently uh, when it came to the situation. I think for those of us who are, who kind of come from more um, activist backgrounds um, and who have participated in mass protests before, uh, you can kind of see where a crowd's going. Um, and I felt like this was really preventable. That's all white folks. Um, Look at uh, the pictures. They're all white that, folks. Uh, They're destroying. That was the strategy we pursued. And I, I think that strategy has proven to be um, uh, an unmitigated failure. You know what? It was interesting yesterday on our air, Craig interviewed one of George Floyd's best friends, NBA great Stephen Jackson. And Stephen, he was asked about those protests and what George would have thought. And he said he would have welcomed the support, but he basically said he didn't like that kind of violence in the streets. That wasn't, he said, what George Floyd would have wanted. Yeah, you know, I, 
I think one of the one of the dynamics when when you look at a protest like that is that really the protest is uh, it's about the death of the person um, and and not always necessarily what the person would have wanted, right? Um, I imagine that nobody would want to see the kind of devastation that we uh, are experiencing here in Minneapolis. Uh, but what people are are responding to uh, are is not just uh, the death of Mr. Floyd, but also uh, Philando Castile. Uh, Jamar Clark, uh, Fong Lee, these are people who have been killed by the various police departments in the metro area um, and who have, whose deaths have largely gone um, unrecognized as crimes. Uh, just pull out your tea leaves for one second and just tell me finally where you think we will be one week from today. How can you say that? You don't <laughs> you know. know? Um, you know, all I can do is speculate. Uh, I, I hope that... Um, uh, that the district attorney is able to get his act together and uh, uh, make the arrest of the four officers who uh, uh, participated in the murder. Um, and, uh, and I hope that the crowd, um, I hope that the, the protesters um, uh, begin to, to, to recede and go home. Uh, I understand the rage. Uh, it, is, it, is, it is shocking to see the level of destruction that's occurred. Um, and, uh, and, and I just hope that we can um, keep as many people as safe as possible um, and, and begin to, uh, on a road of justice. And I think that's really what the protesters are calling for. All right, Minneapolis City Councilman Jeremiah Ellison. Councilman Ellison, thank you so much. We appreciate your time. Rapper Bun B is speaking publicly about the death of George Floyd. The rapper tells us he plans to head to Minneapolis today to take part in a protest. He says it's important to come together during trying times like this. As an elder statesman of the hip-hop community, I feel that, you know, it's one thing to talk about things and, and um, let my opinion be known, but I think it's a different thing when action is seen. Bun B tells us rapper Trey the Truth will also be there at that protest. second terror attack on a U.S. naval base in less than six months. A gunman opening fire at the Texas base, then killed in a shootout. The FBI calling it terrorism-related and warning a second suspect may still be at large. The updated CDC guidelines on how coronavirus spreads, what it means for all of us who've been wiping down our packages and groceries, and what about in the water, what the CDC is saying tonight. Big news on that vaccine being developed. says he gave the order to evacuate the police precinct to try to save lives. Officers and employees were seen being guided from the precinct.
This morning, Minneapolis is reeling. Tensions running high in a city on edge. A third night of protest again turning violent. Demonstrators clashing with police. Buildings, including this evacuated police precinct, burning. Protesters cheering as it went up in flames. The symbolism of a building cannot outweigh the importance of life of our officers or the public. We could not risk serious injury to anyone. It's a scene of utter chaos. Right now, this fire is raging out of control, and smoke is billowing into the air, can be seen for miles. The rioting, a dramatic escalation from more peaceful protests earlier in the day. To tear down our city like this, what's this proving? People who are supposed to protect and serve us sit up and murder us in cold blood. In South Minneapolis and nearby St. Paul, looters ransack businesses. In Louisville, Kentucky, seven people were shot at a rally against police brutality. While nationwide, from Chicago to New York to Denver, there's mounting outrage over the death of 46-year-old George Floyd and the lack of criminal charges against the four officers involved. This new video from a different angle shows two other officers not seen before side by side next to officer Derek Chauvin held on Floyd's neck for several minutes. Overnight in a tweet, President Trump suggesting he might send the military in to assume control. Earlier, he called for an expedited federal investigation. The Attorney General, FBI, and the Attorney General to take a very strong look and to see what went on. All four officers have been fired. There is other evidence that does not support a criminal charge. But patience has already worn thin. We feel as if there was a knee on all of our collective necks. This is the damage from the air. The governor has now activated the National Guard. We want justice. We're mad. I'm mad. Giovanni Thunstrom was Floyd's employer and landlord. He said Floyd had lost his job due to the coronavirus pandemic. You know, it's like a brother to me. Oh, and, wow. Uh, he didn't serve to die that way. This morning, South Minneapolis is now wondering when the violence will end. Wow. Man, who's alone keep going off? make sure is not lost in this as we're seeing these remarkable pictures with this law enforcement presence directly behind you is the why why people have been out on the streets protesting why this violence is taking place there is some action behind you hang on yep we've got one person uh being arrested here we've got we're yep we're good Yep. Hold on. I got you. I got you. Hold on. Hold on. They, they had us here. They had us here. We're speaking with State Patrol right now. Give us a second, guys. We can move back to where you'd like. We, we can move back to where you'd like here. We are live on the air at the moment. This is the four of us. We are one team. Just put us put us back where you want us. We are getting out of your way. So. 
just let us know. Wherever you'd want us, we will, we will go. We are just getting out of your way when you're advancing through the intersection. So just let us know and we, and we got you. And uh, this is a scene here playing out in Minneapolis. This is part of the advanced police presence that we saw come over the course of, of really minutes when the local police showed up at the fire department, or with the fire department, I should say, on that building we showed you that was burning. This is among the state patrol unit that was advancing up the street, seeing and scattering the protesters at that point for people to clear the area. And so we walked away. I'm sorry? Okay. I'm under you arrest. Tell me why I'm oh, under arrest. Wow. Why, why am I under arrest? Sir? Okay. If you're just tuning in, you are watching our correspondent, Omar Jimenez, being arrested by state police in Minnesota. We're not sure why our correspondent is being arrested. Hang on one second, Allison. Let's listen into what these officers are saying. That is an American television reporter, Omar Jimenez, being led away by police officers. Uh, he clearly identified himself as a reporter. Uh, he was respectfully explaining to the state police that our CNN team was there and moving away as they would request. And then for some reason, he was just taken in to police custody live on television. Uh, I'm sorry, I did not mean to interrupt you, Allison. I just wanted to hear, uh, listen to see if we could hear more from the officers, the state police, as this is going on. Yeah. Uh, we're trying to see what's going to happen, John, obviously, to the rest. Uh, How about that, guys? Uh, we were just out here reporting um, the closure of the streets. They just, uh, Omar was just arrested. Uh, I believe they're about to... Um, we're all about to be arrested. That's uh, our producer. Uh, our CNN producer I'm, is I'm being... probably going to be taken in a minute. Our I... CNN camera crew oh, and our producer are being arrested right now on live television in handcuffs. I've never seen anything like this. Why, guys, why, what is... Allison. Why are, why are you arresting us? We're just passing along the message, your message. I'm done, well, you know, we're just out here doing our job as well as you all. Can you tell me what, what are you? Okay. I'm being arrested now. I gotta put, can I put the camera down? If you're just tuning in, this is our camera crew, our CNN camera crew, being arrested by the 
Minneapolis State Police, we believe the camera is now on the ground because our cameraman has been handcuffed. Uh, our correspondent, Omar Jimenez, was also led away in handcuffs, as was his producer. Um, they were standing where they were told to stand previously by police. They were out of the way. We don't know why they're being arrested. They're not being given any explanation, as far as we can hear, for why they're being arrested. Uh, we don't know why they're being handcuffed and led away. They are allowed to be reporting on the unrest that's happening uh, right now, but for some reason, the state police have decided that they need to be under arrest. And just to be clear, Allison, having been in the middle of protests like this, I've never seen anything like this. I have never seen anything like this. Uh, the camera is being walked away now. I don't know if this camera is still in the hands of, of our photojournalist or whether the police officer, yeah, this is the police carrying our camera right now, frankly not aware that it's still rolling. I mean, it's still um, we have been listening in, and our team there has not been given any explanation for why they have been taken into custody. And I just want to be clear, if you were watching what Omar was saying and listening to his reporting, he was explaining what had happened over the last few hours and how law enforcement was arriving on the scene and how they had dispersed the crowds largely and how for the first time there was order in the scene. Nevertheless, taken into custody, our camera now on the ground, still rolling, still capturing these live images. Well, you guys. Breaking news tonight. Hard start. Millions of Americans um, hitting the outdoors. They, 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 they still want to try. something that's new because I put on a regular TV station and they have something else on. They're not even reporting this. So mainly you got to go on uh, Twitter or YouTube to find out what's update. This is just horrible. This this is I see number white skin, cutting ties, painting, throwing stuff. The riots is just this is crazy. This is happening right now, y'all, and I'm just seeing white skin. That's protesting.
Now they got Birmingham, Alabama. If, if y'all go and watch all these videos, you got nothing but white folks out here. We appreciate it. We appreciate the support. Wow. Endured for the past hour. Can you tell us what happened? Well, we saw a lot of it play out on TV there. There seemed to be a little bit of confusion as to what was, what was supposed to or what was allowed to happen. Now, well, as we were reporting, we had been in verbal contact, at least it, it seemed, with some of the police officers saying, all right, where can we be? We had heard, uh, we played some of it as they were giving out commands for people to clear the area. And we saw that as protesters completely cleared out. And that, of course, came after there, there was an hour and a half, or at least where we were standing, where there was no sort of police presence. So as people came down, we saw them walking down the block. And whether we're press or not, we wanted to make sure we were out of the way. So we, so we basically stepped onto the corner is where we were. And uh, I think the moment before uh, the arrest actually happened, was we saw at least one one protester or, or at least someone who was not media sort of run past us and that person was cornered by uh state patrol was was the was the main uh unit that, that seemed to be there and then after that person was apprehended they then turned toward us now and that was the first moment i can say that police had gotten behind us so in a sense we were sort of surrounded uh by state patrolmen and uh and it seemed like minneapolis police officers as well but again it was that moment where all of a sudden someone runs past and they're already on edge based on the absolute destruction that's all around them and that arrest happened just right in front of the minneapolis uh third precinct that of course went up in flames last night. Omar, I'm not sure you know this, um, but our cameras were not only rolling the whole time you were taken into custody, but the cameras continued to roll, frankly, for the entire ride to the precinct. We could see the picture for the whole time. Now, first of all, let me just also say, Omar, um, what an amazing job you did throughout that. Your composure and your ability to keep your cool is a testament to your professionalism, um, which we already knew about, by how great of a job you were doing covering the story on the streets there. You and your team did a terrific job. Now, what we did not hear, even though we saw the transportation, is from the moment you were led away until the moment you were just released. So can you please tell us what took place while you were in custody? 
Well, everyone, to their credit, was, was pretty cordial after that happened. So it, it seemed I was actually talking to the officer that was leading me away. I was like, hey, man, we're going to be out here for the next few days. What is the guidance of where we should be? If you don't want us that close, where should we be? Because we were under the impression that that was okay. And he said, look, I don't know, man, I'm just following orders. So I don't know who was potentially, you know, giving that order in that particular moment. But as far as the people that were leading me away, they, there was no animosity there. They weren't, they weren't violent with me. Uh, we were having conversation about just how crazy this week has been for every single part of the city. And like I mentioned, a lot of these people are on edge. And as we were walking by, we saw a, a person on the edge of sort of the perimeter that they had formed. And this wasn't a protester. This was just a, a, a random, it seemed, citizen who was saying, hey, I need to get back into my place over there. And where were you when this neighborhood completely got destroyed? I mean, we saw where they were. They were in the middle of what became a, a focal point of, of anger, passion, violence, even at times. And they were, they were forced to retreat. And then this morning, literally within a matter of minutes. Huh? Okay, so they dismissed the case? Oh, all right. Or outside or in front of the, the the building that was on fire and then to our left was where they were advancing so we were basically just going to try and step back and let them continue to advance down the street but again you you saw what unfolded there but as far as what happened in between again they were they were pretty cordial once we were in in the trucks as well they were uh and we're downtown obviously this is the hennepin county public safety building here um they, they were all pretty pretty good with us um and, and conversational well that's a relief Omar, because you could not have been more professional. You were doing your job by the book. You presented your credentials. You told them that you were a journalist. You told them that you were with CNN. You told them you were, they were, you were live on the air. I mean, you did them the courtesy of explaining that we were live on the air at that moment. And I'm just wondering, after you and your crew were arrested, at what point did they, I mean, did they ever say, sorry, that was a mistake? Or I, when they released you, was there an explanation? of that that had all been a big misunderstanding or a mistake and you're allowed to report? There, that conversation may have happened above some of the people that we were with. For us, it was literally a situation of, tell me who you are, we, as far as identification purposes, then they left and they came back and said, you're with CNN, correct? Yes. And then we explained the two other team members that were with me, uh, three, including the, the security that we that we had hired for this. And then they left, came back and then let us out of the van. We were inside the van handcuffed the whole time. And then we were sat down, waited for a little bit more. And then from there, that was when they eventually came back with our with our belongings that they had that they had confiscated over the course of this. They had they unclipped our handcuffs. And then that is when we were let out. And again, to answer your question, there was no sort of sorry, this is a big misunderstanding, blah, 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 because it, it seems that conversation may have happened, but it didn't happen with us but, uh, in particular. And it's also it's a difference in jurisdiction. Just, just one more question, because it was a it was a nerve wracking yeah. moment for all of us watching, you know, Bakari said. Uh, just described watching it and it, saying that it was really emotional and heart pumping for him because he was scared for you and other people watching given the backdrop of everything that's happening in Minneapolis he was scared for you at this moment when you were being taken into custody um, 
you know, I should also let you know that Josh Campbell, who was reporting a block or two away from you, was not taken into custody. He was treated quite politely. Were you scared when this was happening? And do you have any idea why you were arrested and not Josh Campbell? If you're just tuning in... Well, there was a moment, I would say, minutes after it happened where things started to sink in a little bit. I think, I don't have to tell you, Allison or, or John, that sometimes when you're in this job in these scenarios, there's a lot of adrenaline pumping. You're trying to focus and balance so many different factors in a case like this and trying to balance what the actual story is, how the storyline is advancing, while also trying to be aware of our surroundings, which at times can get dangerous. So there's that mentality. And then the arrest happened. I was still trying to communicate with you all as this was going on, because I was just as confused as you. We had been showing our credentials throughout this entire week, and especially in the moments leading up to that, so I couldn't really understand what was going on. But as we were walking away, and you're sort of taking in the entire neighborhood that had been completely decimated again from, from the passion of the protesters and uh, unfortunately some of the rioting and looting that we had seen, it, it did cross my mind that what, what is really happening here? And uh, the one thing that gave me a little bit of comfort was that it happened on live TV. There's been this, you know, when you talk within the community uh, about, let's just say, what's happened with George Floyd, there's always a discussion that what's happening isn't new, it, it's being filmed. And that speaks to the f power of having something happen on camera because you can have people speak up for you without you saying anything. And that gave me a little bit of comfort knowing that you guys saw what was happening, I was living what was happening, and the country was seeing what was happening unfold in real time, right before their eyes. You don't have to doubt my story. It's not filtered in any sort of way. You saw it for your own eyes, and that gave me a little bit of comfort. Yeah, this but is it definitely was nerve-wracking uh, at, at certain points. the growing calls for justice the outrage in minneapolis new protests today after violent clashes in the streets the mayor now calling for the former officer who kneeled on george floyd's neck to be charged and new videos of the moments just before floyd's death what they reveal america's death toll from covid 19 surpassing 100,000. it comes as everything from vegas casinos to disney world announced plans to reopen and tonight a doctor's plea in a city in the american south now out of ICU beds. The historic launch scrubbed minutes before liftoff. America's return to space in a private spacecraft delayed. When they'll try again? The dramatic takedown, an active shooter on a bridge, a soldier being hailed as a hero for striking the gunman with his vehicle. Officials say he may have saved a lot of lives. Our NBC News exclusive Inside the Lab developing a new weapon against that mystery illness in children. Paying tribute to the legendary activist and playwright who fought tirelessly in the battle against a different epidemic in America. And the miracle baby born 11 weeks premature to a mother in a coma as she battled COVID-19. The moment today the family had long awaited. This is NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt. 
Good evening, everyone. There is more video out tonight shedding light on the moments leading up to the death of a handcuffed Minneapolis man seen in this disturbing video pinned to the ground by a police officer who held a knee to his neck. After a night of heated and volatile protests on the streets, the city's mayor, in a rare step, is calling on the prosecutor to arrest and charge that now former officer as the family of George Floyd calls his death an act of murder. Gabe Gutierrez is there. Tonight, the outrage in Minneapolis is mounting, even after four officers were fired. Was it enough for you that the officers were fired? That is not enough. That is not enough. He was a murderer. Crowds of protesters clash with police overnight, their fury fueled by that viral video showing the final moments of George Floyd's life. He begged for help, repeating, I can't breathe, at least a dozen times while a Minneapolis officer pinned him to the ground, pushing his knee into Floyd's neck. I would like for those officers to be charged with murder because that's exactly what they did. They murdered my brother. Today, the Minneapolis mayor asked the prosecutor directly. I'm calling on him to charge the arresting officer in this case. Initially, police said Floyd had physically resisted officers after they responded to a reported forgery in progress. This new cell phone video appears to show the moment Floyd steps out of the vehicle. Two officers restrain him. Then, this security footage from a nearby business obtained by NBC News shows officers walking him across the street in handcuffs. Minutes later, this other surveillance video shows the group of bystanders pleading for officers to let him breathe. Why is it that... People of color, especially black men, even when there's an allegation of a nonviolent crime, are met so violently by police officers in America. The 46-year-old Floyd played basketball in college and lived most of his life in Texas, working as a truck driver and security guard. If you got a chance to know him, you would have loved him. LeBron James posted this image on social media of the officer kneeling on Floyd with former quarterback Colin Kaepernick kneeling in protest of police brutality. Lawyers for three of the officers and the police union declined to comment today. The other officer's attorney has not responded. This man owns the convenience store Floyd had just left before the encounter. One of his employees says Floyd used a fake $20 bill. He was always a pleasant individual and... He may have not even known that the bill was counterfeit. And the abuse of power and the police brutality needs to stop. Right now, hundreds of protesters have gathered outside of this police precinct. Officers in riot gear have set up barricades. Authorities hope that these protests remain peaceful. Black man, I said, hey, whatever you need from me, 
I'm a young boy from, well, older now, but I'm, I'm a young cat from Texas. I'm from Terrell, Texas. He from Texas. George Houston Yates. We used to, we used to hear about how great their football team was. So we have a connection. So all I wanted to do is let you know that we're not afraid to stand. We're not afraid to stand. We're not afraid of the moment. And I think what you saw on television, to watch this man plead for his money. As I sit with my two daughters, my nephews, who had just come from the grocery store where there was a little thing, and I said, hey, you got to stop that. So what it does is it overcomplicates everything as a black man trying to tell his son or his daughter how to function in life. In life. Even the things that we've taught them don't seem to work. And then there's this thing of contempt of cop where it is something simple. And how does it escalate to something like what we have today? All we're trying to do is ask questions of why. Why is it when a person who walks into a church, sits down with the parishioners, prays with them, then takes out a gun and causes havoc, and you apprehend them? Right. Right. A white guy. Right. Right. While when it comes to us, it seems like the brute force ends up what we're doing today. So all I wanted to do today was let you know that I'm not a celebrity. I'm from Terrell, Texas. These are my brothers. This means everything because at the end of the day, when we see you guys out here on the front line, we want to let you know you got support. We want to let you know that anytime you need us, you can call us, we come. We're not afraid this moment. God, God bless George and his family. Please wrap your arms around it. And to all of my friends who aren't black, just try to put yourself in our position. And, and, and thank you for, for what you're doing. That's all I want to say. We love you. We, we love you. Jamie Foxx in the house. I want to acknowledge the people who were responsible for helping to pull this together, all of the partners. Pillsbury United Communities, Minneapolis chapter of the NAACP, Until Freedom, Woke Vote, and the Racial Justice Network. And Minneapolis Foundation. And the Minneapolis Foundation. And, and I want to thank uh, Carl Anthony, Tom, Anthony Towns for stepping up to and showing up. Yeah! yeah. Absolutely. So now we will take a couple of questions. Okay, so five years ago, we uh, were all here when Brother Jamar Clark was killed by yeah. two Minneapolis police officers. Mike Freeman chose not to take it to a grand jury and uh, let those officers walk in and back let them back on the force. Mm-hmm. Now that we have one arrest, what is going to be moving forward to make sure that the culture of the Minneapolis police force is changed? Well, one arrest is definitely not going to change the culture. That's the bottom line. We call for four arrests, and we want to make that clear to the media. Please do not run away with the narrative that highlights one arrest. That is nothing. At the end of the day, they should have been arrested, but we want to see four arrests and charges for everything that they did that violated the law and the civil rights of George Floyd. George Floyd. Do you want to share? Yes, please. My name is Lee Merritt. I'm a civil rights attorney. I've been given the uh, privilege of being able to stand as co-counsel with this family with uh, attorney Benjamin Crump. 
Uh, we made an announcement earlier today that uh, this community is going to back and that we're going to see push forward into the future. The first, I appreciate the question. We need long-term right. systemic change. Right. And one arrest and four arrests won't accomplish That's that. Right. And so we're taking this family, a family of George Floyd, along with the family of Ahmaud Arbery, along with the family of Breonna Taylor, uh, to, capital, uh, to the capital city. We're, we're taking them to Capitol Hill. Uh, we're demanding specific federal legislation that changes qualified immunity, that changes police accountability standards. We're meeting with this community because we dare not dictate to them what they need to That's change right. this community. Right. We're putting together a task force that will systematically address not only the issues prevalent here in Minnesota, but in South Georgia and in Texas and in Chicago and all over the country because this is this problem is far beyond the death of one man, but we can draw a line in the sand here. That's right. Black people are exhausted, and I, and I speak on behalf of some of the greatest attorneys in the country with Chris Stewart, with Benjamin with Benjamin Crump, with his, his partner, Mr. Miller. We're bringing our legal power here. We're bringing our activist power here. We're bringing our celebrity power here. We're bringing everything that we have. Yeah. We're laying it on the line. We're saying this is enough. It is and enough. It's, it's tired. Mm. It's tired. Mm. It's tired. Any other questions? Civil rights attorney for the family of Ahmaud Arbery and co-counsel for the family of George Floyd. Okay, so I'm seeing no more questions. I don't see any more questions. Okay, so we have been um, asked to let you all know that there is a rally happening across the street from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. in the plaza of the government center. All are welcome. Thank you all so, wait, for wait, being wait, I'm here. Sorry, wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. What, what is his name? What happened? Oh, shit. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, the guy was supposed to speak. Voice White. I don't know how Sorry. I was trying. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What happened over there? Everything okay? Well, you heard it live earlier. Um, they had a um, these individuals was at the city hall in Minneapolis, and as you know by now. Um, they have arrested the officer that had his knee on George Flood, Floyd neck that caused him to lose his breath and die. But the decree is, uh, and for the Black Lives Matter movement and the uh, committee that has been formed in Minneapolis, uh, the the demand is to arrest all the four officers because they had two other officers that was on um, holding his legs down, okay, and someone um, released a video saying that it was the four officers, not just one, uh, also the young one that was standing up. All of them participated in it because no one intervened to stop it. So you literally participated in the murder. I mean, 
that's normally how it goes in a situation uh, as we see throughout the society that if you even in communication or with an individual that have committed a crime, they call you accessory to the fact, right? You know, so um, I was glad I was able to record that and just want to, once again, enough is enough. And and um, it's, 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 it's getting really serious out here. It just... It's a lot <laughs> that is happening, but it's getting real serious. And, and it's, it just makes you want to shake. Excuse me. It just makes you want to shake your head and say, wow, again? But it's again and again and again and again and again. It's like every day is always something, especially towards the black rape. So... Um, This is Dr. D, and I will chat with you guys later. God bless.